the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. So why does David Brock and Media Matters still have any kind of sway in the media? Why? If you don't know, Media Matters is a liberal hit squad that scours the internet, TV, newspapers, public speeches to find anything they can from conservative voices with the specific intent of taking them out of context. Their entire goal is to silence dissenting voices and opinion. But I am finding it hard in today's day and age to understand their relevance. First of all, their leader, David Brock, only started his crusade to defend Hillary Clinton. He was a shill for Hillary Clinton. She's not relevant anymore. Politically, she doesn't even exist. So why is Media Matters still around? Ah, Because they have power. This isn't 10 years ago, however. People have the ability to do their own fact-checking. There's more variety on the internet for news and information than ever before. So why is the media so afraid of Media Matters? The Atlantic was the latest to give in to Media Matters pressure with the firing of Kevin Williamson. Sure, the Atlantic is a liberal publication, but at least they were sometimes intellectually honest. For years, the Atlantic had been less mudslinging and more intellectual conversation, you know, even though it would be conversation that you would disagree with, but at least you could consider it. After Trump became president, that all stopped. Insanity has set in. When the Atlantic hired conservative columnist Kevin Williamson a few weeks ago, this apparently was way too much for David Brock and his brown shirts or black shirts, media matters to bear. They just couldn't stand it. They couldn't stand aside and allow a popular conservative voice to be in an established liberal media publication. That would be a disaster. So the kings of thought crime went to work. Three days ago, Media Matters began releasing hit pieces to damage Williamson, uh, Williamson's uh, image. They dug, they dug, and they dug, and they dug, and they searched, and they found a comment from a podcast and a corresponding tweet that he made four years ago. Williamson suggested that women who commit abortions should be subject to capital punishment. Now, on the surface, that definitely sounds like a shock comment. But later in the podcast, he makes it very clear that he doesn't like capital punishment. His intention was pretty obvious. Williamson was trying to make a point showing the moral similarity between abortion and murder. That's it. That right there is exactly the kind of deep critical thinking that you'd expect to find at the Atlantic. And actually, they must have agreed because they hired Williamson away from the National Review, knowing full well that he made these comments back in 2014. If they didn't, then it shouldn't have been relevant. It wasn't a secret. 99% of the staff at the Atlantic probably disagree with Williamson in general. But that would have made for some good, solid point counterpoint. It would open people's minds. But Media Matters couldn't take it. Why the Atlantic is so concerned 
with what some outdated and washed up liberal hit squad cares about is beyond me. I remember when I was at CNN and nobody really understood what Media Matters was. There's no excuse for this now. You all know what Media Matters is. So my question is, when is this going to stop? Will this stop when there's only one point of view and no debate on anything? Is that what the right wants? Is that what the left wants? Because let's play this out. If you start to adopt a, a philosophy that says, you know what? It's only my point of view. After you get rid of all the people who are the loudest against you, well, then you're going to have to start in on your friends. See, this is what happened in France with the guillotines. If you believe someone is wrong, have a conversation with them. But we don't do that anymore. We're not allowed to talk to each other anymore. Opposing views are silenced. Those that voice them are pulverized and destroyed. I think I've read a book about this. It was called 1984. Welcome to the state of the mainstream media today. It's Friday, April 6th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. I want to start here. Congratulations to Roseanne Barr, who has gone on ABC and she has found a way to uh, make herself relevant. And she's brought back her show and her second week, the ratings were not quite as high, but they were still quite high, proving that she is, uh, she wasn't a flash in the pan, at least the first week. Now, I want to start with Roseanne Barr because I think it's very brave of ABC to put Roseanne Barr on television. Because, remember, Kevin Williamson, he was making a point that required actual thinking and context. Media matters? No. Context matters. So his point was, there's a lot of people that believe abortion is murder. I'm one of them. So if abortion is murder, then how come we don't punish the people who did the murdering? And that would include the doctors and the mothers. How come we don't do that? And he was trying to make the point that if it's murder, we're asking for the death penalty on murder, on horrendous crimes, on a serial murderer. Of course we would ask for the death penalty. So why aren't we doing it there? Then he goes on to say, now I'm not for it. However, it's what you have to see. It's murder. Okay. So he made an intellectual point and he gets fired from the Atlantic. I'm going to play a clip that I think most people have forgotten. From 2008, it wasn't on a podcast. It was on Russia Today. And it's Roseanne Barr right after the big bank bailouts. And she was serious. There was no, oh, and I'm just making a point here. She was serious. 
I want you to hear it. Of course, that the guilty must be punished and that we can no longer, you know, ha let our children see their guilty leaders getting away with murder um, because it teaches children that, you know, they don't have to have any morals and as long as they uh, have guns and are bullies that they'll win and I don't think that's a good message. I do say that I am for the return of the guillotine and um, that, that is for the worst of the worst of the guilty. I first would allow the guilty bankers to pay, you know, the ability to pay back anything over 100 million personal wealth, uh, because I believe in a maximum wage of 100 million dollars. And if they're unable to live on that amount, then they should, you know, go to the re-education camps. And if that doesn't help, then be beheaded. Okay. So because they were involved in a crime. And they were stealing money from the people, in her words. They should go to a re-education camp. They should have their money taken from them. And some of them should be beheaded. Hmm. Now, wait a minute. If you commit murder and you have actual blood on your hands in, in a... In an exercise of critical thinking, Kevin Williamson asks, why wouldn't we then ha apply the death penalty to those who perform and have abortions? In an exercise of critical thinking. And he gets fired from the Atlantic, but Roseanne gets a job at ABC. She's allowed to go on. There's no outrage there. She's allowed to go on. She's totally fine. She's calling for the guillotine for bankers, which would be an entirely new law. And she gets, she goes to ABC. And I have to tell you, <clears throat> that's quite an accomplishment. To go to the American Broadcasting Company, that's quite, and get a primetime show, that's amazing. Just so you know, Kevin Williamson, in comparison, he's kicked out of the Atlantic. That's like being told you're not dressed well enough for a restaurant called Eat. Hello, Stu. How are you? Good. I'm glad you covered this first because it's 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 so disappointing. I mean, I, it's not a surprise to me at all. But the idea that Kevin Williamson, who you know, look, he's a he's a he's a great writer. I mean, he is a great writer. Great writer. And a uh, and I don't agree with everything he says. No, but he he does it in a way to make you think. That is what all yep. of his pieces do. He says things in the harshest way to make you think about them at times. Um, and he's that is his that's the way he writes all the time to hire a guy like that and then fire him for that reason is is insane that's like abc yeah. uh hiring uh uh hiring bill maher, uh, bill maher and yeah. then firing him on a show called politically incorrect when he's politically incorrect right so it shows that we back this point on both sides yes we've backed a, a million leftists who have said crazy things that they should keep their jobs <clears throat> it, you know look that is part of how you come to a conclusion in an argument. When you bring up the wild side, the wild argument on one side and the wild argument on the other, you set boundaries, right? 
And you start narrowing that until you can find something that actually makes sense. And you're never going to agree. We're not going to agree with the left on these on these points, nor should we. So, uh, but I, I mean, to, to, be, to not be able to say to take some sort of license rhetorically and make a point like that. Um, and he does this all the time. It's not like he's like you know he's been a writer who's known for his flowery, um, uh, you know. Uh, you know, basic vanilla commentary. That's not why he was hired. He's hired because he says things that make you think. So here's the thing. Right now, people who are defending uh, the Atlantic are, are, are saying things like, look, a freedom of speech. That's so you don't have to go to jail. And that's what we're against. We're against fascists like like Donald Trump who want to put you in jail. No, actually, that was... Woodrow Wilson, FDR, and then the last guy to do it was Obama. So did you have a problem with those three? Because they put journalists in jail. Oh, no. So you're right. That does freedom of speech means that the government can't put you in jail for what you say and what you do. You, can, you have a right to free press to say it. However, it must be true. The first trial of, of freedom of speech happened in America before we were America. And a guy was on trial uh, because he had said things about King George. And so he goes to an American court. It's like the Zinger trial or something. <clears throat> he goes to court. He is standing there in front of the judge. Judge says, present the evidence. Now, in England, you couldn't say anything about the, the king. You can't say it. No matter, no matter what, you cannot say it. This was the first case on, uh, on freedom of speech before we were a country. It's what gave that First Amendment. It, 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 it lit the fire in the minds of the founders. This is what we have to write down on paper. And here's what happened. He made his case and he said, Your Honor, everything I said about the king is true. So the judge ruled not guilty. If you're making things up about somebody, then there's a punishment. But if it's true, there is no punishment for the truth. Man must be free to tell the truth. Now, is that what Media Matters does? No, I can tell you right now, absolutely not. They twist it, they turn it, they turn it into something that they turn Kevin Williams into a guy who's saying, I want all mothers to go to go to the gallows. That's not what he said. That's not what he context matters. The truth matters. One other thing. As people are defending the First Amendment and they're saying, well, that means that the government, but but this is a private industry. This is a private company. They can do whatever they want. Yes, they can. Let I thought you believed in the free market. I do. Media Matters is not the free market. Those are brown shirts or black shirts. All fascism starts the same way with a mob in the street trying to tell everybody exactly what to do, how to live, how to salute, how to speak. And at first, those mobs beat everybody into submission. 
Then, usually after that, the leader of those mobs has the mobs executed as they just take power after they have beaten everyone into submission. Congratulations. Atlantic, you think you're doing something because we're not going to be around fascists. You are empowering the brown shirts. Oh, no, is that... Oh, no, that was probably too tough for people to hear. Oh, no, I... Uh, I just got a call. You got fired from the Atlantic. I'm oh sorry, Glenn. Gosh. You're out. Sorry. Maybe I should be beheaded. Well, I don't have time to ask Roseanne about that because she's busy working on her ABC television show. <laughs> Jeez. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.